Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right, it's time for another edition of The Flex. And we are live, boys. If you're listening to this in podcast form, be sure to check out our Broadway Sports Media YouTube channel to see all of us in our visual glory, a virtual look behind the curtain, if you will. I'm your host, Ryan Watson, and joining me once again are the three distinguished gentlemen, Zach, find him at F-Words Pod, JG at Titans Film Room, Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway, and of course mine is Ryan on Broadway. Excuse me, at Ryan on Broadway. Remember to also check out uh, Broadway Sports at Broadway TN and Flex at Flex on Broadway for your social media updates. Also head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com. Check out all of our other podcasts and articles that you do not want to miss. Now that I've discussed that wonderful sports media franchise that is Broadway Sports, let's discuss a few franchise players out there. They're entering this year on a prove it type deal, for lack of a better term how this might affect their uh, fantasy landscape if they're really playing for that second contract or future contract, and maybe some people they may may affect around them in the fantasy landscape. And first, Zach, we've got some guys out there, but really one of them that comes to mind is a guy on a transition tag, and that's Kenyon Drake for the Arizona Cardinals. And just so you, I don't know if you got it in front of you, he is going to make $8.5 million uh, this year on that tag. Unless, of course, they reach a deal. I think you said earlier they've got until the 26th to reach a deal? Yeah, they have till next week. Okay. 22nd, a week from Wednesday. The, well, a week from the, the franchise tag deadline. Which would okay. technically be the day that this podcast is probably live, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, listen for us to be wrong then. <laughs> no, so they've got a week from they've got a week from the franchise tag to get that right. But he did have... Last year, he did have 164.2 fantasy points, uh, 817 rushing yards for eight touchdowns and 50 receptions for 345 yards. Uh, what are you looking for for him this year? Is he going to improve on all that? Uh, Zach, we'll start with you. Yes, he definitely will improve on that. And I, I thought that he was definitely underutilized in Miami, which seems to be the uh, growing theme in an Adam Gase-led unit. Uh, is misuse of players and they are really good. And when they end up on another team, they end up doing really well. And Kenan Drake was one of those guys that I always thought was super explosive. I mean, you know, coming from that Alabama backfield, he Henry has that power slash speed that he gets up to, but he also has that look. Uh, Kenan Drake was always someone that I was like, when you watched it, it was just kind of, that flash, that dynamic, you know, running back that can do it all. He can do the pass catching. He can do this, can do that. And I think it shows in his ADP, and I think it shows that he landed in the perfect uh, fit in Arizona where they're going to utilize him. I mean, they're they're so confident. They're shifting shipping out David Johnson to the Texans in a steal to get DeAndre Hopkins, which – yeah, is a crazy amount. And let me tell you this. David Johnson is currently getting paid more money <laughs> than Derrick Henry is in 2020. Let's think about that. That we're still – that we're Derrick Henry, who got paid last week, David Johnson – the Texans are paying David Johnson $13 million in 2020. We are paying him how much? $6 million. Six. 
Okay, what a steal. <laughs> and we didn't have to trade any, we didn't have to trade AJ Brown to get Derrick Henry. You know what I'm saying? Like they traded they traded DeAndre Hopkins to get or David 17 Johnson. draft picks or whatever. I mean, talk about that. But Kenyon Drake right now is surprisingly enough going at the number 13 overall. And he is the RB eight in PPR scoring. RB eight. What ADP are you looking at? Because what I'm I have at, here, he's looking at fantasy pros. Because that's fantasy, what I'm on is. fantasy pros. I got him are at you 24 PPR overall. God damn! Wow. <laughs> mistake, rookie mistake. Big mistake. So that jumps oh, him up on. a huge amount. That does. I was gonna say. I mean, he was at RB 24 in non PPR. Yeah. Oh, or, really? Or 20, wow, 20, sorry, sorry, sorry. 24 overall, RB 13 in non PPR. Gotcha. Even RB 8. I think I'm taking Kenyon Drake over Joe Mixon. I know we'll get to that in a sec, but sorry, Ooh, keep going. Wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think I could see that. I wouldn't really put it too much of an argument there, but this kind of makes me rethink of my league of record whether I need to be going for Kenyon Drake or not and trying to trade for him. But I, right now, I mean, that's a that's. That's crazy to think that Kenyon Drake, Drake was pretty much dead in the water in Miami, and here he is one year later being drafted RB8 because half a year. So you have to think that he's going to expand on his role. No David Johnson. Chase Edmonds is injury prone. This is his backfield. I, I, I don't know if there's a third running back. They drafted, drafted someone. Hang on, let me uh, look right now. To me, it's his backfield, and there's no looking back, and if – they, I know they have a week to get a deal done. I would be getting a deal done now before you get into like a Dalvin Cook kind of deal or whatever. Sure. And hell, maybe Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake are BFF still, and he's telling them, hey, if you just if you just do your job and you just you know be a company man, you'll get rewarded. Yeah, and, and- you know. Sorry, Eno Benjamin was drafted in the seventh round this year. He's kind of like a pass catcher, kind of a value in the seventh round, I think. He's but he's one of those versatile guys that definitely play on special teams. I don't think yeah. he affects Back Kenyon Drake's work. I mean, there's really no big competition. So the the theme I'm gonna ask you guys for this for all these players, the these few players we're about to mention mention that are on franchises, do you think he works himself into a large contract whether he gets signed right now or or after next year? Is he working himself into a, a, another contract with Arizona? Does he perform well enough to do that? What are your thoughts, Greenlaw? I think he does. I mean, this is the same front office that gave David Johnson a, a big deal, so they're not averse to it. And so I, I could see – I imagine him having a very good year this year. He he averaged around 20 touches after they traded for him. I, I never understood why Miami didn't give him the feature role. And now Miami has two lesser running backs in Jordan Howard and uh, Matt Breida. So you, you have this guy who finally got his opportunity. He ran, he literally ran with it this year. And now <laughs> he's probably going to be a running back. I mean, a first round uh, draft pick. And that's, I mean, that's absurd. A year ago, you told me Kenyon Drake would be, you know, running back eight in 2020. I think that's crazy. But I do think he plays very well this year. I think he reaches or is worth that RBA 13 overall. And I think he does play himself into a, you know, maybe a Henry type deal. Interesting though, that the Titans tried to trade for him though, when he was with Miami a couple of years ago. There were reports of that. Yeah. Yeah. So JG, let me ask you this, just because as a fantasy draft owner, like as person who's going to draft, are you hoping he signs early? Like, 
by the deadline of next week or by the 22nd? Or are you hoping he doesn't? So he has to still be on that kind of proven mentality. Like, what would you, where would you men- mentally be thinking you would be hoping for him? From I a think, purely selfish fantasy standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, let's say you have a lot of stock in Kenyon Drake in a dynasty league or whatever. I think you're hoping that he plays under this transition tag, but I don't think it really affects what you're going to get out of him this season. I mean, maybe there's an extra motivation of it being a contract year, but I think Kenyon Drake is is possibly even undervalued at RB8. I just mentioned that I'd take him over Joe Mixon, who's going a couple or one spot ahead of him, but I don't know that I'd take him above anyone else. You know, the, the other six running backs ahead of him are Christian McCaffrey, who's probably the first pick in every draft this year, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, who we'll see what his contract status is, and then uh, Derrick Henry. So honestly, I don't know. I might take him over Derrick Henry just because if you look at the advanced stats, Derrick Henry's start to the season is one of the tougher starts, and then you try to trade for him in week three or four or something like that because you want Derrick Henry in December, not in not in September. But anyway, about Kenyon Drake. <laughs> what, month, what month do you want him in? Dehenber, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Kenyon Drake. So something that's crazy to me, you just mentioned this green law. He averaged 20 touches per game after they traded for him. Think about this. He was traded for in the middle of the season. He didn't have training camp. He didn't have an off season. Yep. He didn't have any time to learn the offense or the playbook. And granted it's Arizona cliff Kingsbury air raid. The whole goal there is to make offense easy and to, and to set your players up for success by, you know, again, making the offense easy. So that is an element, but I mean, imagine what he'll be like after having a full offseason or a full Corona offseason in this offense. And then the other side of that is that offense, the Arizona offense, the five wide air raid attack. It often puts defenses in an interesting position. They go sub packages. So the result of that was Kenyon Drake saw the least number of eight man, the fewest percentage of eight man boxes in all of among qualified runners last year. That's a huge thing for fantasy football. You want your running backs to be able to run against light boxes. And then when he did run against stack boxes, he actually finished eighth, according to Pro Football Focus, as a runner against a stacked box. But since the time he was traded for, week nine through week 17 last year, he only saw 54 attempts against a stacked box. And on those 54 attempts, he averaged 6.5 yards per carry. So... Again, Kenyon Drake, I mean, this is a potential league winner. If you, if you, I mean, I don't know if you want to pair two Cardinals players, depends on how high you, you would be on that offense in general, but a Hopkins Drake stack in the first and second round. I mean, outside of those weeks where Arizona just is a dud, like that team is going to be dangerous. So I think a Kyler Murray Drake stack works too. Good point. Any Arizona yeah. stack works for me. I'm I'm trying to buy into that offer. Christian Kirk and Drake works for you. Okay, not Christian Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk. <laughs> well, that's going to be a fun offense to watch for sure. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity to to throw that ball around. But Zach, let me just ask real quick because you kind of mentioned it earlier. It's your draft there early on, and you've got you wanting a running back, and you're picking between Kenyon Drake and Derrick Henry. Who are you taking? I'm taking Derrick Henry. I'm not listening to this bullshit that Derrick Henry's better than Kenyon Drake and can get you more points. We, we all know that I think Derrick Henry accounted for like 30% of the offensive production or something like that, just the yards alone, just one player. Um, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. I mean, I'm that's not bias. I mean, they're both Alabama guys, and yes, I am a Titans person, but when it comes to fantasy football, I'm very unbiased. Uh, 
Can I jump because in? Because you have to be unbiased. Well, I'm not done. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Yeah. I'm not sure I would take Henry <laughs> over Drake in a, vac- in a vacuum. Like, I'd rather have Henry for the length of the season. But just like trying to build it on a week-to-week league, you might be able to trade for Henry after the first month just because his schedule is pretty tough. Yeah, anyway. yeah. But, I mean, I think Derrick Henry with a competent quarterback play in that they're both pretty much more – everybody on the offense – First-year offense last year, but everybody on the offense a little bit more in a groove, returning 10 of 11 starters. I, I'm not sure that you'll see that typical slow start with Derrick Henry. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think that in the end, you always go Derrick Henry. Uh, I would try to keep – if you don't get Derrick Henry and Justin's uh, scenario plays out and he starts out slow and you got Kenyon Drake, be trading to get Derrick Henry – and keep Kenyon Drake. Yep. You can make that swing. That's that's kind of the best of both worlds. You can have that as your RB1, RB2 down the stretch. That could be lethal. Maybe you can yeah. win uh, the, the, the in the playoffs, JG. Oh, he's so sad. Man, he has nothing to say. <laughs> that was that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure you'll, you'll dominate my fantasy team this year, so I'm just getting my shots in while I can. Uh, but that takes care of uh, the one transition tag, which could change here later on. But just and let me on. say, we didn't really know before we started that we were going to have enough information on all four guys that we were talking about. We probably spent, what, 10 minutes talking about Kenyon fucking Drake. I think we spent 16. <laughs> yeah, that's why this is the best fantasy football it is, podcast we did, in the existence. Absolute best yeah, fantasy absolute football best. podcast in existence. <laughs> it's true you say a player's name we're going to talk about him yeah. for 15 for, minutes so, let's see for 16 minutes minimum yeah you can spend enough time talking about this next gentleman hunter henry Ugh. <laughs> I, I thought so. let me just get a few things out he is yeah go ahead so basically the former second round pick is 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 poised to make 10.6 million this year on his franchise tag uh when he's healthy he's considered a decent tight end option there's some question marks out there on the Chargers about the quarterback play, things affecting him. But same question is going to go for him. Is this someone you're looking for that's on a prove-it type year that's going to outperform, assuming he can stay healthy? Because I think that's his big concern is whether he can stay healthy or not. But let's just assume he is going to be healthy. And moving forward, is he going to put up the kind of points that's going to, that's going to A, justify a longer contract with the team? Is he going to have to move on, try greener pastures? And then from a fantasy perspective, what are you looking for out of him, Greenlaw? I think he's a tight end one this year. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's not a high bar to be a tight end one, but you look at the guys that are going around him and it's he's 78th overall, according to fantasy pros. And the, the guys around him are Tyler Higby and Gronk. And a, a guy we've talked about, Hayden Hurst, that I, I like better than probably all those guys. Uh, but that's, you know, that's his competition to be a tight end one. So I don't think it's any sort of great competition for him to, to reach those, that tight end one status at all. I, it's such a bad position over, like in total, that I would imagine he's a tight end one, even with Justin Herbert, who m- not many of us are high on him as a passing quarterback. Uh, but it's, it's such a low bar. Right, but I the think tight that, end is one spot I am looking for in a rookie yeah. quarterback just because it is the security blanket in that first yep. year a lot of times. Yeah. Yep, that's fair. The only thing Even about Henry The only thing about Henry for me, and I don't disagree with what you said there. Like I do think he's probably ends up a tight end one. 
you know, he catches enough touchdowns to keep him in that territory. And, and like you said, it's a low bar. But the problem with for me is that he's going currently 78th overall. And depending on how many teams are in your league, that's like 6th, 7th round. That's a little high. Right. For... Like, like I said, I'd rather have Hayden Hurst at 106 overall or you, you go down and Johnu Smith is 153. I would much rather have Johnu Smith at 153 than... He's up a big year. Yeah, I'd probably rather have Jack Doyle, too. And, I mean, don't forget that Hunter Henry's last, I mean, entire career so far has been with Phillip Rivers throwing him the ball. I will say this about Hunter Henry, and I know that changes with the quarterback. There's a lot to be seen with everything we've said there. But it is surprising that he played in his least amount of games last year, but also scored his most fantasy points of any other year in his career. I'll say this about Hunter Henry too rich for my blood because tight end eight that's steep for a guy who hasn't finished the last two seasons right i mean he's he's going 78 but that's still tight end eight and you know who is going later than him that's gonna see a lot of information or a lot of information a lot of targets (laughs) it's uh austin hooper who is the tight end 13 and let me give you, I wrote an article for broadwaysportsmedia.com that JG, I think, read today uh, talking about old tight ends and their fantasy impacts and new homes. You can find it on Broadway Sports Media. Maybe not this week. It may be next week, so spoiler alert if you're a big fan <laughs> of the fourth down decision. But his current ADP Who is around is 100, 116 <laughs> tight end 13. But let's let's talk about this. Under the Kevin Stefanski-led Vikings, who's now the head coach of the Browns, 95 targets go to their tight ends, okay? The Browns in 2019 only generated 59 targets. David Njoku wants a trade. The next guy up behind Austin Hooper is Harrison Bryant. Austin Hooper is going to get fed. And I would much rather have Austin Hooper than Hunter Henry. In fact, Hunter Henry is a strict not- draftable player for Zach. Boom. Wow. I will not draft him in any of my leagues. He's unreliable. I'm sick and tired of saying this is the year that Hunter Henry or insert player, but this is the year that so-and-so stays healthy and delivers that performance. I'd rather let someone else take that chance and make that fool's errand. I will say this this about him. He did once he was healthy last year because he had the problem early. Once he was healthy from week six on, he was available and produced very high. So, I mean, he did have a track record towards the end of the season of staying healthy and being able to produce. I mean, averaging multiple catches a game on multiple targets, no less than 40 yards uh, and a bunch of them, touchdowns. I mean, just he did produce and he was healthy. It wasn't one of those things where he was healthy at the beginning of the season and then just had the injury bug throughout the year. That would have, I think, I know it's probably not any different, but to me, it, 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 in my brain, it is different. That he was able to have the sustained success and sustained healthy play from week six on once he got healthy. I agree with that 100%. I think that Hunter Henry gets a bad rap injury prone wise. He missed one big year. The rest of his career, he's missed like, I mean, last year he missed four games, but I mean, what did he play? 15 in, the, in his first two years? This guy's not like a a guy who misses every season. He played 15 and 14 in 2016, 2017. Yeah. So it's not like he's been like, I mean, this isn't Jordan Reed or or who is Tyler Eifert or anybody like that. Right. Like, yeah, he's not been super healthy. But when it comes to the tight end position, I mean, though, again, I said this earlier, but like, is Hunter Henry somebody you want to spend a sixth, seventh round pick on? 
when you can be drafting wide receivers and running backs with high upside in that range or, or grabbing your quarterback in that range. Like, I don't know. You can wait for, right. for, the, for whoever right. else you have a preference for. So that's my only thing. Yeah, Will Disley is yeah, going unceremoniously low, I feel like. So, like, Will Disley would definitely be a guy that I would yeah. target later. Over the cost of Greg Olson. What about Greg Olson, though? <laughs> I, I know. Maybe he retires early and goes to Fox or wherever he's I, I going. I think they're both viable. Uh, I know I, you want to – you like Greg Olson a little bit, Zach, but – I like Greg Olson, and that's in the article. Think, but I, Do you think I, he could be Delaney Walker this year? Oh, yeah, he could be. I mean, like De- Delaney 2019 Delaney Walker or Delaney Walker from 2019 tw- Delaney Ooh. Walker. We start the season out good, you know, like Delaney scored two touchdowns in week one. You're like, oh, wow, maybe he's okay. Maybe he, maybe better. Father Time is not going to catch up with him. And then by midseason, it's like Greg Olson's foot is broken again. Yeah, I, I, think I, I would better. bet money that Greg Olson breaks his foot by midseason. <laughs> and I'm not wow. rooting for it to happen. Wow, really it, putting that juju like, out there. That's just what... You I just feel, feel like horrible when we go back and watch this and it's happened. I'm man, I am not rooting for Greg Olson to get injured by any means. Same for the Inhuman ba- Bets podcast. I mean, my gosh, you're betting for a guy to get injured. No, I said, I said that I, I just look, he's not been able to stay healthy for the last two years. He's old, he has an injury that has derailed multiple players' careers before him. I'm not taking Greg Olson. How do we end up on Greg Olson? Where are, what time is it? What are we doing right now? Hold on. Coming back to Hunter Henry, just to close up, what I'm hearing is is that where he's going at now, it's a pass for everybody on this on this podcast just because yep. you can get similar production with a big boom chance much later than where he's going. John U. Smith was a name I heard there that I love, and not just because I'm a Titans fan. I really think he's on the verge of a breakout season. I think that offense is going in all the right directions. They've got all the key pieces to make it happen. So that's a name I'm definitely looking for, especially with the difference in where they're going in ADP. So the question then is, is that, is he going to be able to improve on that 10.6 million with the chargers? And my opinion is, is that he's probably going to walk because unfortunately, as much as I said, he's had a track record of healthiness at tight end spot. He just may not continue that contract with chargers. Those poor Chargers, man. They drafted uh who was the guy? Ladarius, somebody that they had for like four. Oh, Ladarius green. Green, yeah. Who was like supposed to be the Antonio Gates successor for four years, and then Antonio Gates was still playing, so he left. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Gates had to come back out of uh, retirement because <laughs> they didn't catch, have the successor. A, three catches a game and have three touchdowns. You're like, why, why don't I have Antonio Gates still? What is this? What's happening? <laughs> is Vernon Davis still alive? What's going on with that guy? I think he's, he's on Washington, he's up, right? Yeah, he's with the Red Wolves. <laughs> Red Tails, the, the DC. United. How about this pretty guy who bought all the trademarks? <laughs> oh, did you see him apologize? Why would you apologize for that? It was a great move. Yeah. He was like, he was like, oh, I, I didn't mean to do it. I was just trying to be funny. I was like, no, it was a great business move. That was. Uh, he, he didn't mean to do it as he goes and, and scoops up forty <laughs> different names. Yeah, okay. I just really a, liked Red Wolves and Red Tails. And, I, I read where he said it started as a hobby that he just turned out to be good at. <laughs> so I'm like, what else have you bought over the years? Because I got the I got the impression this wasn't his only venture that he's gone into. For sure. But oh, speaking of ventures and, and, and the up and down roller coaster, the next guy we're going to talk about is Dak Prescott. Who guys? Cowboys are so stupid. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, what are they doing? Just yeah, pay him. Who knows? They, they pissed he is off his brother to be paid today. $31.4 million <laughs> this year. And if they continue course and tag him again, 
next year around 37 million, giving him a grand total of next two years of 69 million. Nice. Do you, how many computer screens do you have, Ryan? Because you keep looking up for information and like looking up in the corner. Do you hey. have it on a TV? You may be behind the curtains virtually here, but I'm not yeah. giving away all my trade secrets. Oh, man. You should maybe explain a little bit because it is a little confusing. You're like this. <laughs> yeah, what is up there? Just like a wall of screens. It's kind of like we're in the Brady. If you're in gallery view, it's like we're on the Brady bunch, and everybody's. Oh, we could. We should pass like a pencil to each other. Oh yeah, we should. (laughs) Or Um, football. Yeah, I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. And did you see the tweet? And I think it was Benjamin Solak had tweeted out um, the 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 Dak Prescott brother, whatever. Yes, where he said he he might not be a fan anymore. Yeah, he's like, I haven't been a fan in a long time, or blah blah blah, and, and. Benjamin Solik like was like was when they drafted Roy Williams, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know I don't know what the Cowboys are doing and they're gonna end up. That's almost like a fifty fifty for me. Either way, Dak's gonna get paid, whether he's getting paid by the Cowboys or he's getting paid by another team. Someone pay, is paying this quarterback. That's a really good quarterback, right? And he's a winning quarterback. It makes no point, sense. fantasy points per game. 337 yep. total. I mean, he had they, a great they were, And he was the leader of the best offense in the NFL last year as far as points. And the Cowboys have done this whole thing backwards. I mean, they signed the running back first, which made no sense. And then they they let, you know, Byron Jones walk. It's much harder. And the offensive line they have makes Tony Pollard look like, you know, Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders. every, every oh. time you go. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. He, seriously though he looks like Barry Sanders every time he runs behind that line because it's unbelievable maybe he's good too who knows but maybe it's just oh, I, maybe it's that just, offensive line would make me look good that's a fantastic offensive line just what a what a ridiculous priority for them to get the running back that's just okay Zeke is good I'm not disputing that but I don't think he's you know a, a game breaker Can how you many times has this been said but yeah that's what I was about to bring yeah. up imagine I mean I think it's been said before but they took Zeke at four overall, right? They could have taken Jalen Ramsey in the first and Derrick Henry in the second, and that team might have won a Super Bowl. So even if they didn't, Byron Jones is really good, up. one of the best corners in football, and they still decided not to, you know, not to keep him and keep the running back instead. You know, it, it really doesn't make any sense. It's that crazy a lot about, because yeah. then you draft if, – if you're hoping to get Dak Prescott cheap, right? If And it may be that it kind of sounds like the Dak is a, overvaluing himself just a tad. But if you really want Dak to not value himself so much, is drafting C.D. Lamb – Right. The smartest move because you're just going to make them look better and this offense is going to look better. And then you, then you're either going to look like the biggest dummies for not paying them last year and paying them more this year yeah. or even also, bigger dummies for right. letting him walk because he's going to eventually walk. Also, I mean, you've had him cheap for every year of his contract so far because he was what a third round pick. I mean, oh, he I couldn't have fourth, been any, wasn't he? Maybe, but he either couldn't have been way, any cheaper, you know? Yeah unbelievable i mean it's just an unbelievable it's it's believable but unbelievable but it's just crazy that they are are so they're playing such hardball when it sounds like to me that they're just maybe four or five million dollars a year apart which yeah again 
cap is a myth a v is a myth according to the chiefs really the cap is a myth good yeah news. it is i mean yeah. give me, you just pay pay your players pay your are players. we going to talk about chris jones from an idp standpoint no never never ever yeah if you play with idp Wait. stop listening to this podcast i'm just kidding well, hold on hold on, hold on. i know stick around because but i subscribe you know rate review rate us five stars subscribe 10 stars 10 stars please but do not hit us up with any defense questions because we're not going to go there with these IDPs. I, I, Knowing I our in- listener base, now all we're going to get is questions <laughs> about IDPs. <laughs> My bad. I, I've set us up for failure here. But uh, yeah, we're that's talking a mistake about this earlier. Made. Uh, I've been, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Good Lord. Uh, I was, we talked about this a little bit lo- earlier, just how frustrating it was. I think I played it at two years where they had IDPs and it was just, it was three positions and you had to pick and I had all these people picking defensive tackles and you try to, and, and I was like, what are y'all doing? You try to find the linebacker who's going to have 12 tackles a game because they were getting a point of tackle and all this kind of stuff. Just, I, I, I struggle streaming kickers and tight ends at certain points in the season. I really hated streaming IDP players. It was frustrating. Also, so, who no, wants to see we're rooting for points in fantasy football? Why are we all of a sudden going to start rooting against that? It's, it's yeah. against the it's, it's bad enough that I've got to try to have that mentality picking a defense just to. Oh, I've been trying defense. to get rid of defense in our fantasy league because <laughs> it's pointless. It, I'd I like mean, to get rid of kickers and defense. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like kickers Absolutely. because I think kickers do hold some kind of value. We're it, actually going to do game, decimal sure. scoring uh, for kickers, sure. which is going to be based on yards and stuff. But defense is kind of because you're right, Greenlaw. You're rooting against you know, the essence of the game, fan, yeah. the essence of the, the game. But it's also um, just kind of a crapshoot because the Patriots can score like 20 points and then 30. and then yeah, 20 or 30, and then you're sitting there and you're playing against them and you're like, well, shit, mm-hmm. fucking Patriots. And then it's, and yeah. then. It's fun when your defense gets like a pick six or fumble six or whatever. It's not fun when you like pick the defense that's winning three to zero. (laughs) (laughs) So let me rein this back over to the offensive side and finish up here on Dak Prescott. He did finish QB two in fantasy points where uh, someone who's got it up. Where is he going ADP right now? Ooh, that would be a great question. If only we were all looking at it. He's going going uh, QB three. So yeah, I mean, going in the fifth round, it looks like. Yeah, behind Patrick overall. Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, two guys that are almost guaranteed to get overdrafted based on how productive yeah. they are. So I don't know about y'all. And but Russell Wilson, Wilson is nine spots below at QB six. This was my and question. I like Kyler too. I like those three guys. I like that range of Dak, Kyler, and Russell. So yeah, that's the I question. Do and Deshaun's there too. So. Well, you're never going to get to ask that question, Ryan. Sorry. You think Dak is unsustainable with with his – because, again, he had a fantastic year, but it was a a bit above his norm. And I don't know if it's because he's playing in kind of a proven mentality because of what they've been doing to him contract-wise, if he's going to continue that. The the names that are around him that you can have a little later, I don't know about – what I was going to say is I've played played in fantasy leagues that when you get to the draft, there's there's always that run on positions, and quarterback seems to be one of those runs sometimes. And he may be a guy that you have to specifically target if you want him. But my feeling is that there are going to be similar quarterbacks down the line that if you miss out on one of those top three, not saying they're going to get the same points potentially as Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, but they're going to do just good enough, and you don't have to sacrifice the draft position, in my opinion. And what's your... uh, Is anyone anti-Dak in this group? I I am pro-Dak QB1 overall. 
very yeah. pro Dak as a passer and as a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, as a, as a fantasy court, you're looking at someone that could possibly. Here's what's going to happen: the Cowboys fucked around and they're not getting. They didn't pay him and they didn't get a deal done, and he's going to win MVP this year. I just see it. Yeah. And let me let me tell you why. Mike McCarthy runs eleven personnel more than anybody else did last year, right? And he ran it with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and I don't even know who the third wide, Geronimo Allison, I guess. So now he has Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. Okay, give me a break. I mean, this is a match made in heaven for Mike McCarthy, for Dak Prescott, for all these wide receivers. This is a good, very good offense that... You're right. They led the league in yards per game and last year at 431 yards yeah. per game. Uh, yards per game. Don't with forget Kellen predi- Moore. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is, that's what I'm saying. This is with a predictable offense under Jason Garrett that probably hamstrung Kellen Moore. 100%. And this was Kellen Moore's first year as an offensive coordinator, so there's no reason that he won't improve under a more dynamic offensive mind coach in Mike McCarthy. A lot of people could blame Mike McCarthy for uh, his handling of personnel decisions and stuff up in Green Bay. But as we can see, Matt LaFleur ain't doing much better by not drafting one single wide receiver to help him and then drafted Jordan Love. So that's that's just I think Mike McCarthy was probably the better was probably could have stayed around and probably helped your team a little bit more. So in saying that, all this to say is that I do not see a backslide for Dak Prescott. I see him being at the top of the mountain, and I see him being an MVP candidate when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And like what they did in the draft, it just kind of reinforced that they're going to be a passing offense, and they're, that's, they're gonna, that's their identity is they are going to pass the ball a lot. And Zeke is also going to – Zeke's going to be a good fantasy player, I think, too, just from the amount of targets and stuff he gets. But he's he's in the pass game as well as the run game. I don't see any drop off for Dak at all uh, this season. I I I don't think QB one is a bad bet at all. And and I will say this: I see do see a drop. It's getting off topic. I do see a drop off for Ezekiel Elliott because we know how Mike McCarthy loves to use yeah. misuse Aaron Jones and how Mike Lef- or Matt Lafleur is still misusing Aaron Jones. And I think you're going to see a lot more Tony Pollard in on third downs and. I think it's going to eat into Zeke a little bit. Not enough that you have to worry about it, of course, because Zeke is Zeke. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. interesting. Look at those home, I, or those uh, McCarthy run games in, with the Packers. Like they had – wasn't Ryan Grant their running back for quite yeah. a while with him? I Eddie mean, Lacy uh, had a big fantasy year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I, he yeah, I guess I forget about Eddie Lacy. That Eddie. <laughs> I still can't believe trying to defend like how he looked because like Alabama boy, I, I just loved watching him run in college with the spin move and everything like that, and then just watching him eat his career away out in Green Bay, just like what are you doing, man? Too much cheese. <sighs> yeah, you think he discovered cheese curds out there or something? Just I've had those up there. It's a little different than what you get around these parts <laughs> of Culver's and stuff, but man, it's 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 a serious deal up there, man. Golly. So, so we don't. Zach- think- Sorry, I was going to ask Zach if you would have taken. I mean, I know this Dak QB one prediction is not like necessarily who you would draft first, but would you take him over Mahomes? No, I mean I'm always going to take Mahomes over over 
I'm anyway. always going to take the sure bet, right? It's yeah. a sure bet that you know that Mahomes is going to produce week in and week out. You know that Lamar is going to produce week in and week out in some form of fashion. Um, I believe in Dak, but I don't believe in him enough to take – and always, always draft the stud. Yeah. And, oh, and I totally not agree. to say that curious. Dak's not a stud. It's just that, you know, if I have the choice between those three, I, I I'll say this. I'm a big Russell Wilson guy, and I will take – Dak over Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and uh, who was the other one that was in there? Oh, Kyler. Tyler, I'll take yeah. Dak over Kyler. all of them. No, no hesitation. Wait a second. Josh Allen is QB7? It's those rushing yeah. touchdowns. I mean, that's just crazy, though. Over Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. and The the ultimate thing with Dak is almost the same way I feel about Hunter Henry. It's like These are both of these positions, quarterback and tight end. My draft strategy is to load up on running backs and wide receivers in like the first 10 rounds because you never know who's going to get hurt. You never know who's going to pop. And the quarterbacks and tight ends, like, I guess there is something to be said about taking a tight end in the first three rounds or so if you can get one of those studs just because there's such a crazy drop off once you get past the top tier. But quarterback, I don't think is the same. I mean, looking at the list of quarterbacks. I can see yeah. say that I would ta- I would not take a, a one of the stud tight ends early because that's just not what I do. But depending on how the draft falls, I may go. I don't have a choice here. Look look who's here. Look what's left. It's fallen to me. I've got to go here. And especially like in those drafts, if you are lucky enough, because my one of my favorite positions of draft is towards the end in the snake draft, where then you pick first in the next round, so you can kind of pick mm-hmm. two players back to back that are pretty equal. Uh, fantasy value there and that's the thing with the quarterbacks too is if i I get Dak prescott it really depends on if i am ready to take my quarterback for me and if i have because i there's so many positions that i'm going to value probably not value more since it's going to give me more points i don't want to say that but just for building my team because i think i can get something that uh, instead of having a quarterback who averages 20 points a game i think in in the the next round or two i can get a quarterback that's going to average me 18 points a game and and or 19 yeah yeah, the the plus minus between you know yeah so that, that's where I look for it. But again, I won't know until I'm in that draft and go, I got my running backs. I've got a stud receiver. I'll go ahead and take Dak, you know, that kind of thing. And then, and then look right. at it. It's almost kind of a, talking. it's kind of a luxury item to me, a quarterback at that point, because if he falls a couple rounds, great. That's where I'm going to take him. But if he's at that fifth or sixth, 80 round ADP, probably not going to take him. And I might wait a little bit and take a guy like Matt Stafford or something like that much later in the draft. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a very fluid situation, much mm-hmm. like life is at this moment. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah, That's you're looking at. What a segue. <laughs> last, <laughs> last year, Jameis was the QB five averaging just over 20 points per game. And then it to get like, what's a significant drop off three. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks that are within three points below. And that's all below Jameis. So like, when it comes to Dak, I mean, last year Dak was at 21.8 points per game, right? But, like, if you can get a guy that's averaging 18.8 points per game for a six-round discount or something, then I think it's worth it. Imagine what Jameis would have averaged if he could see the entire season last year. Oh, it's, I mean, it's hard to play football when you're blind. I can't yeah. believe we have to wait till 2021 to find out what that's going to look like. Well, maybe not. Maybe you can put a broken yeah. foot jinx on Drew Brees and we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at that, JG. Yeah. So speaking of injuries, if you'll let me transition to the next guy, JG, if you're done with Dak Prescott and quarterbacks. <laughs> Hit that segue, uh, baby. Guy, a guy who has definitely had the injury bug of late of someone who looked like a, a stud early on and probably still has the talent to be one, but AJ Green's also being franchised. 
did not play at all last year. And raise your hand if you made the mistake of drafting him at some point, hoping and reading all the rumors, believing that he would be back. Never happened. Well, the only person that raised their hand is Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's my uh, walk of shame. The worst thing I've ever done oh, in fantasy no. happened last year. It was, it was, it was trusting that that um, Antonio Brown was going to be was going to get his stuff together and be a stud with the Patriots, and then thinking that AJ Brown, AJ Green was going to come back at some point in time and be him again, and think, oh man, I've got my receiver set, and I just didn't have a receiver at all, and it was a struggle bus year for sure. So he is he is trying to play this year on seventeen point eight million. Uh, he only had nine games in 20, 2018 as well, and only had one hundred three point four. And he's been on kind of a steady fantasy decline over those last few years before even last year when he got nothing. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of confidence that he's going to be able to do it. Although I do like his situation he's walking into if he can stay healthy, at least offensively. I would like to put it in stone that he'll be better than last year. If anyone wants think? to take me up on that. You think you you do want to caveat that though if he gets hurt in camp and he misses the year? No, again, I don't need any pushed. sort of caveat on it. <laughs> He's going to get yeah. one catch for one yard, and you're good. I was about, I was yeah. about to say he. I mean, let me let me put it, let me put it to you a little more though. Are you confident that he's going to do better than his 2018? I think he will, but I don't. I think draft him at 68 overall at wide receiver 28. That's quite hefty for for AJ Green. I'm not really wanting to get him that high. That would put him in the sixth round. That seems really high for AJ Green, but I'm really bullish on this Bengals offense. And yeah, I don't know. I think if he's there in the eighth round, I'd be all about some AJ Green. I'd jump all over I, eighth, I ninth round. You. I'd be all over it. The guys around him right now are Terry McLaurin and Jarvis Landry. I'd take him probably over Jarvis, not over Terry, and I'd take Michael Gallup over him as well. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. Tyler Boyd is just below him. And so, I, who knows? It's a new quarterback. Uh, we don't know who's going to be the favorite target. Is it going to be? Uh, AJ Green, is it going to be Tyler Boyd? Is it going to be Auden Tate? Probably not. But John Ross finally breaks out. That receiver room is going to be very crowded because uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, Higgins yeah. Well. So, I mean, it, it's, and he's, I've, I've, I'm for T. Higgins. I think I made that clear if anyone watched our draft broadcast that I, I was really hoping he was going to fall to the Titans because I just, it, it, that whatever round that was, third round. And I just really, I really like T. Higgins, but that's going to be a crowded receiver room if he is not up to uh, what he has been and what he's going to do. But Joe Burrow, if he's able to hit those deep balls like he did at LSU, he's an intriguing uh, receiver for sure. I mean, at least if – if but it's a rookie quarterback, so who knows? I mean, we all are fairly confident that Joe Burrow is going to be good. Well, I wouldn't say all of us are. No, J.G. Okay, hates So <laughs> He's well, a rookie. It's, it's no. a temporary rookies. Just, I'll admit that. Yeah, for sure. Temporary but, expectations is all. But of the rookie quarterbacks, he's got, in our opinion, I think we would agree. No question. That shows the best shot of being successful quarterback of the rookie quarterbacks outside of my pick, Justin Herbert. Not just in our opinion. That's that's the <laughs> consensus everyone believes. Right. So AJ Green's still kind of like you're saying. If he's going where he is, it's definitely a name recognition, right? Because it's a big name still, and he's still active. You're hoping he has a rebound. He may be playing again in a in a proven year. I don't I don't see. I think I read that if he gets tagged again next year, he makes it in the twenties, and I don't see the Bengals doing that for next year. So it's a question with that receiver room being loaded on rookie contracts or, or cheaper contracts. 
they probably could just let him walk and he's got to find a, a home with a new team. So he may be playing for that audition to, for free agency. So you, you still could expect some big things out of him. Yeah. I think he is going to be elsewhere in 2021. I don't think he, I think T Higgins was the replacement for him. And I think this is going to be AJ Green's last year with the, with the Bengals. And he's probably a guy that in a fantasy draft that I'm hoping somebody else takes. And so I don't have <laughs> so to worry, you don't about, have to worry about it. Yeah. Cause oh, you're going to see him at some point. You'll be like, Oh, it's your, yeah, your brain, exactly. your brain sometimes shuts off when you're in the fantasy draft and you're like, Oh, there's AJ green. What's he still doing there? And then you just draft. Yeah. I have yeah. one. Oh my lesson. gosh. It'll be like, Oh my Joe Burrow, AJ green. Like what could go wrong yeah. here? I'm going to take lot, him. So can go no one needs to take, the situation or the whole thing out of my hands and draft them. Right. JG, if you want to do that, that's fine. I, have, I, I, I can assure you, I will not be drafting AJ Green <laughs> this year. I'm not, I, I'm just I, out I, on the risk there. It just seems like even the upside isn't worth what the other guys. I mean, I'd rather have Landry. I'd rather have Gallup. Who's the other guy you said? I don't remember, but I'd rather have uh, him. Terry McLaren. Terry McLaren, for sure. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking, receiver, I'd rather have him. I remember thinking I'd rather have him when you said it. Um, Christian Kirk, yeah. he'd rather have him, yeah. No, heck. No. I mean, no. I was sure. sure? I mean, AJ no. Green's getting paid $17.9 million. Yeah. How healthy is crazy. he? I need to see a, some like crazy training camp hype video of AJ Green making a one-handed catch on somebody, and if that happens, I might be down to draft him. But yeah. until don't, don't, then, don't you you're easily swayed with hype. Don't videos. you don't you fall for the honeypot? Because I fell for just the hope last year, and I'm not doing it again. If you have nope. not fallen nope. for Devonte Parker, this is the year. At some point in your fantasy career, then I don't know if you really. Played I think that was two anymore. years ago for me. <laughs> well, there's always those players we, we fall in love with or we think that are going to do, like, I just, I'm going to be right about this. I mean, it's some people put out Robert Woods, you know, who knows? I just don't, the rudeness <laughs> on this podcast tonight. <laughs> I got to get them in because you're going to be right on everything and you're going to be throwing it in our face all year. So I'm giving you more ammo now, man. <laughs> Zach will never admit that. <laughs> no, no, he's never right. Josh Reynolds will get a bulk of those targets that JG thinks are just, you know, penciled in for Robert Woods. I'm not yeah. saying they're penciled in for Robert Woods. I'm saying he's already ninth in the league. Cooper Cup's gone. Wait, I keep doing that. Brandon Cooks is gone. It's not. <laughs> well, I hope you draft your wide receiver core of Allen Robinson and Robert Woods. I hope that's your one, too. I mean, I if I end up with like three super stud running backs, that's a pretty likely one, too, for me. I cannot wait for any kind of draft with this group and whoever else is going to be involved to sit here and just, just destroy each other's picks as they are live. I, I cannot wait for that. I've waited for that kind of, of interaction and I've never gotten it because no one ever wants to do these drafts live anymore. They never want to show open person. And I have a feeling we, we have the ability to do that and the want to, and this is going to be fun. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. There's nothing like ridiculing someone else's draft based purely on your own unsubstantiated opinions, but it's my I favorite thing to do. To I do love it. to talk but, shit about trades in our fantasy league. I love to say that one side is just completely stupid for making that yep. trade. Or you liked a guy that someone drafted. So you now hate him. and yeah. you, it was the worst pick ever. 
Do you ever eat crow in those situations when it turns out to be like, do you ever come back and apologize? Hey, I know I gave you never. a lot of crap there. Never. It's no, fantasy. never. I never apologize. <laughs> if this was like a relationship, maybe, but not in fantasy football. <laughs> My only apology is I'm sorry that you felt it was a bad, it was a, it was a bad dig or whatever. I'm sorry that you think that I didn't like this trade when yeah. it went down. But you're, I was just making fun of you because it's fantasy football. And that's what I always do. Yep. <laughs> Oh man! So guys, we've covered a lot this week. I think that's going to do it for now. We've covered a lot. Of, I, I didn't. I didn't think we'd get to all of this on all of these players here, but this has been been some good information. Hopefully, it gives good information about where these guys are going to fall, what they're going to do, if they're going to be able to prove it, live up to their expectations, all that good stuff. As always, remember to check out all of our other podcasts and articles that are on Broadway Sports on BroadwaySportsMedia.com, and also make sure that you're checking us out on Twitter at BroadwayTN and at Flex on Broadway the flex till next time see y'all later sorry i wasn't paying attention there did you mention subscribing and rating in that little outro spiel oh please subscribe and rate us 10 stars it'll go up that high (laughs) it will not break it make it go up that high plenty of like smurf accounts so you can continue to rate us and subscribe yes as many as possible And then unsubscribe, resubscribe, and all that good stuff, or whatever yeah. the trick is. And then rate it again, five stars, please. Mm-hmm. And then and then make up accounts. Like, add A, B, C to the end of your name. Right. Just keep going. Why not? Let's really work this system here. We I have faith in you, the listener. Um, yeah, there you go. Um... <laughs> If anyone leaves a great review, we'll read it on air. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Or a clever one, maybe. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't have to be, be great. Good too. If, if you involve have... IDPs, you will not be read on air ever. Yeah. Unless you're making fun of them, then you might be. A Broadway Sports Media Production.